0: Hey, this is Tiffany Aurora. You're listening to the Entrepreneurs and Artists Podcast. Welcome back to the Entrepreneurs and Artists podcast. Hayes Kim is joining me today. I'm excited to introduce you to her. But before we jump into that, if you aren't already following the show on your favorite podcast app, I hope you'll take a second to do so. Following the show is quick, it's easy, it's free, and it's one of the best ways that you can support the show if you are enjoying the episodes that you've listened to. So I'm excited to welcome Hayes Kim to the show. Hayes is a dancer and a movement artist originally from Korea, but she's now based in New York City. Hayes has been training and exploring street dance for over 10 years, and she specializes in waving and animation. She performs, battles, and works for commercial projects, and she recently choreographed and directed a dance film for the musician Pink Sweats. Other recent work has included global campaigns with Puma, Converse, Foot Action, and Nordstrom ex-Nike. She has performed at world-renowned venues ranging from the Apollo Theater to the New York Public Library at the Lincoln Center... As Hayes says in our conversation, dance makes her feel powerful and it helps her express her identity as a woman. She's full of grace and groundedness. She has a deep, authentic energy. I know you're gonna love her. Please join me in welcoming Hayes Kim. I am very excited to welcome Hayes Kim to the Entrepreneurs and Artists podcast. Hayes, welcome. So glad
1: you're here. Hi. Um, thank you for having me, Tiffany. I'm really excited to share about my story today. So let's just start right off. You're a dancer
0: and a movement artist, and I actually think you might be the first dancer that I've had on this podcast, so I'm really excited that you're here. And I was wondering if we could start off by you telling me a little bit about one of the performances that you are most proud of. So what was it about that performance that like stands out to you that makes it just so wonderful? And what, make, what makes it a
1: little bit different from other performances that you've done? Um, yeah, sure. So one of the performances that I feel really proud of is Amateur Night at the Apollo Theater that I performed this year, May. I did my first audition in 2018, and I didn't make it at the time. And I did several auditions after that until this year. And then this year, I made it to the stage. It was very special because I choreographed whole thing. Uh, it was a solo show. So usually I perform with other dancers or I like participate battles where I cannot choose the songs or performance. So it was very special for me to choreograph whole thing. I chose the music, I edited the music, I got my own wardrobe and it was a piece that reflects my style and my personality, my story. Um, So it was really special, and also it was a big stage I performed in front of many, many people who are dancers and also who are not dancers. And I love sharing my work with dancers, of course, within the community. But at the same time, I do want to share and I want to show my art to more people outside of the dance community. And after the performance, people really liked it. So I, it was very fulfilling to see people like my performance. I think that was the, the performance that i was most proud of. And what
0: what sort of emotions were there? Like, what did it feel like in the moment when you were done? You had just finished the routine, but you were still on the stage. You were looking out at everyone who was watching. Like, what did it feel like in that
1: moment? I felt really powerful. Mm. yeah so before I performed on the stage I was real nervous I mean I, I usually I always get nervous before the performance but I try to be present and I try to just tell myself remind myself everything is okay you will do great it's okay to make mistakes it's okay if people don't like it like I know how much effort I put in this performance I practiced really hard I prepared hard and I'm here so just be present and that's my mindset when I perform and then I'm really in the zone during the performance and after that I feel really powerful that I did it like this is me this is who I am yeah
0: that's incredible I think I think honestly that there is almost nothing in the world more powerful than finding who you are and being true to yourself and being vulnerable enough to present that to the world whether it's standing up on a stage or presenting art to the world in any form, it just the willingness to own that and say, Maybe this is for you, maybe it's not, but this is who I am and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm proud of it.
1: And yeah, like incredible. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, like um I performed many times before, like either small stage or at a club or on the street, like at the studio, bigger stage, but the feeling when I finish my performance is always the same, like fulfilling, powerful. Mm. Yeah. So, where did
0: your love of dance come from, or where did it begin? Do you have, is there like a moment from your past where it sort of started? Did it kind of bubble up over time? What's What's the What's the story behind your love of dance?
1: I cannot like remember specific moments at all, oh, like I realized, but I do remember the moments that, oh, this is something that's special to me. When I was young, I, took jazz dance classes that's how I started dance actually and after the jazz class one of my friends from the same class she came to me and she told me hey hey, like you look really different when you dance when the teacher plays the music your eyes just change Mm. so when she told me that I realized oh this is something special to me And mostly it was just joy, the feeling of joy when I danced uh, when I was young. But as I grew up, it just naturally developed the love and passion towards dance. And yeah, so it started with joy, but now I think it's really personal. It's something that represents me, reflects a lot of my personality, it's an art form that I can use to express myself. So it's more deeper than before.
0: Hmm. What, well How would you describe your dance style?
1: Well, it is street dance. Uh, street dance is different with the contemporary and modern dance. But I have backgrounds of training modern dance, contemporary, jazz dance. So even though I do street dance, you will see the qualities, the Some of the foundations that I learned from other dance styles, and I believe like other dancers or other artists are the same way, like you have your own style, like you have specific style, but also your experiences from other art or dance style, it forms your style that makes you unique. So you're from
0: you're from South Korea originally, right? How long have you been here in the United States?
1: I moved here in 2017, so it's been six years. Okay, so a fair amount
0: of time. How how do the dance trends differ? Like the, the types of uh, the styles or the dance trends that are popular in the United States, how do they differ from the ones in South Korea?
1: Well, culturally, South Korea and the USA is very different. In Korea and also other Asian countries, I believe the work ethic is different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like work ethic as a team. So when I was in Korea, I felt that the teamwork is very important. So it makes the dance, uh, dance in Korea, the group performances are really strong. So you can see like K- even K-pop is still group performance. And there are so many competitions, like group choreography competitions and battles. And I've been seeing some TV shows in Korea where different dance groups compete each other and the USA I think individuality is strong yeah so it also gives individual artists to be more creative and explore yeah I think that's the biggest difference I can tell
0: do you feel like that and I, and I have definitely seen the those trends that you talk about certainly the the united states is very individualistic as a culture almost to an extreme i would yeah. say <laughs> there are some good things about that and there are plenty of bad things about it there's both right it's there's both mixed in but how has that impacted the way that you dance like have you seen the way that you dance sort of change as a result of that movement as a result of sort of living in the two different cultures
1: yes definitely I sometimes feel insecure about mm. certain movement because in Korea, we value the quality of dance movement because I told you that about the work ethic as a team and then you have to do the same exact movement the angles um, with like if you're on a performance a team. So I spent a lot of time to train, drill my skills in Korea. And then after I moved to New York, I saw a lot of people being just really free. Mm. Like some people have great quality, but even though they are like beginners, I think a lot of people still don't have like much fear of expressing and dancing in front of people. And then for me, I had to learn how to have fun with other people. I, I think even now I'm still learning about that part because sometimes I I have a fear if other people will judge me about my movement. Um and do I have good movements? Like do I am I good enough so that insecurity sometimes come up. Yeah
0: how have you what sort of skills or processes like mental processes or even physical processes do you go through to help yourself feel a little more secure in those moments because that's that's a very common thing that i hear from artists across the board like in any medium you know writers musicians dancers is that sometimes Maybe even especially in those moments where you're really fully expressing yourself, it's that moment where you feel so vulnerable and it's easy to immediately feel insecure because you're like, oh, I'm showing you like kind of the best of who I am or what I have to offer. And you might reject it. And I know that that's going to feel really painful if that's what you choose to do. And so I'm always curious about what artists like yourself, like what kind of things you do to help yourself internally strengthen yourself in those moments, in those moments of fear, because that's, it's a very common way to feel.
1: Yes, I dance to the music I really like. And also I try to go to sessions and parties where you actually dance with other people, but the events or dancer group that I feel safe to be myself, like I, my friends or dancers that I feel supported even though I mess up, I know that oh I will feel nervous dancing in front of these people, that people, um, but I try to go to the events that I feel safe to be myself, but also at the same time, I try to go to other events or groups, sessions to challenge myself Mm. if I feel ready, but I don't force myself to go to all the parties or sessions, but I try to do it slowly, if that makes sense. And I know a lot of people, um, there are people who just go to challenge be outside of comfort zone. But I tried it in the past, but I think it made me more nervous mm-hmm. and more, yeah, like dance is supposed to be fun. Yeah, so I just like try to go when I feel ready. Yeah, so now it's been six years since I moved to New York and... Um, seeing different individuality, how people express themselves, different ways, it helped me to develop my style, too, without thinking too much about how do I look if people are going to judge me. And also, I started making my own arts without other people. Well, I love collaborating with other dancers, but at the same time, I think I so those spaces that I can perform or I can bring my own artwork living in New York it really helped me to express more about myself Mm. yes (laughs) that's something I want to share Yeah. yeah
0: do you feel like you also as a result of expressing yourself more you kind of learned more about yourself and who you are as well
1: yes yeah like even though i started dance because i even though i just liked it but now it became the art form that actually helped me to find myself and it helped me to grow as a person so i think the more my career dance grow my growth as a person it grows together that's really cool that's the best kind of art
0: the art that helps you grow as a person and then as you grow as a person in turn it helps you grow your art like when it when you actually get that sort of circular motion it's that circular motion but when it builds on itself that's the best kind yeah that's awesome so who are who are some of the dancers that are out right now maybe popular ones that other people would know maybe that maybe they're even uh not necessarily big names but who are some of the dancers that you personally respect and and what is it about them like either as individuals or as dancers what is it about them that you admire
1: I have a few dancers so I really admire one of the dancers is Yaya Vankova she is in LA she is a choreographer and also she does street dance so she battles performs and she works for commercial projects and she's very creative I liked her dance style at like the uh, first time when I saw her dance online. And it was also cool that she's like, I'm 5'3", and she's like me, like she's 5'3", and 5'2. So when I see woman do all the cool works, I feel really excited and I want to look at their works more. And the Yaya Vankova was one of the dancers female dancers and I met her in person like two years ago and then she was really cool like she was very friendly and she was sharing about her experiences being a woman in dance industry it really inspired me a lot. Do you think uh, do you think or I, I guess not do you think but how do you think that
0: TikTok and other social media platforms have influenced dance trends I'm, I'm not on TikTok myself. I'm, I would roll my eyes and say I'm too old, but I know that's just an excuse. But how, how would you say that they've sort of TikTok and other platforms have influenced the type of dance that people do today?
1: Well, it definitely helps some dancers to be exposed on mm. media and it gives more opportunities when it comes to work, especially young generations. So that's a good thing. It also helps people to connect. Even though you live in other countries, other cities, you can connect with different artists and talk with them. But at the same time, I saw a lot of dancers and other artists questioning themselves, like doubting about the work because of those likes, views, and followers. And it doesn't mean that you are better or worse. Then other people, I also sometimes have a hard time about the relationship with the social media. It makes hard to be present to look at our work independently because of those factors. We feel like we, we get distracted by those.
0: Yeah, I, f- I feel I'm not anti-social media at all. I certainly mm-hmm. use some of the platforms, but I think... I think it's helpful to be very intentional about the way mm-hmm. they use yeah. them. And I love what you said about really intentionally noticing that how many likes you get or how many comments you get or how many followers you have is not a reflection of whether or not your work is good necessarily. Yeah. Those yeah. are two independent things and we need to like in our minds remember that they're independent things. I, that's that's a really important point.
1: Yeah, so I think if you have a good balance. With social media, I think it's a great tool to show your art, to share your art, also connect with other people. So I think like finding your own way to use it in a healthy way is important. For me, I started having the like content calendar that I put my works. I make the list of works that I want to post. Or if I have new work, I just put it there. And then I actually put the date that I'm going to post this. And besides that, like I, then I don't need to think too much about like, oh, what to post, if people are going to like it, um, is it better than the other people's work? So I don't need to worry about those. Also, unfollow, unfollowing the people that you don't need to see. You don't really care. You know, sometimes I follow if they have, oh, they are famous, like their work seems cool. Oh, my friends say this, this artist is cool or like celebrity, then just like follow. And then we spend a lot of time looking at those things that actually we don't care. I mean like sometimes I just like set one day and then unfollow all the <laughs> like, yeah, all the accounts that I don't care. So I think spending those times uh, reflecting what content you want to see is also important.
0: You're being proactive and curating where you want your attention to go by yeah. doing that. Yeah. yeah, that's super smart. I think we could all learn from that. We could all <laughs> do a little bit more of that. So what, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face as a dancer?
1: I do street dance um, and I also do choreography. And I think the business-wise, I think dancers don't get compensated as much. As the other artists, like especially when it comes to commercial work, because nowadays you can find any people on social media who know a little bit about dance and then people hire them. So even though you are professional dancers who have great skills, people might not hire you and people might not recognize you if you are not a dancer. So a lot of people who hire dancers, I think they should know about the values and they are like give more credit about dancers because we perform physically. Yeah. And it takes a lot of effort to dance physically. And we have to do a lot of rehearsals physically. And and there's something that people are not aware in this industry yeah
0: yeah it does seem like sometimes you run across people who just think like if you're really good at dance you must be able to just make it up on the spot
1: you know mm-hmm. like they don't
0: think about all the work cuz i think yes. like when we see a writer and we see like they have a novel even though a lot of people don't realize how much work goes into writing a book they still yeah. look at it and they they're like oh you spent a lot of time on that
1: yeah but exactly. i do think
0: Sometimes people just like they might watch you make you know performing one of your numbers and be like oh cool and not even realize how
1: much time and effort you put into yeah. it. Yeah, like I get a lot of messages from random people, especially if they are like musicians. Hey, like can you make a song to my music? It's a one minute and like videographer, photographer. Hey, I like your movements. Like can you do? Can you work? Like can you, can you can you collaborate? I mean, like I love collaborating, but at the same time, I wanna be respected about my work. Not just, hey, can you like dance? Like, can you do this movement? I'm not paying you. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 You need to get paid. Every artist needs to be paid for their work. Absolutely. If you were to think about some of the performances that you've done where you're just in the moment and, you know, you just like were able to get completely in the flow, you know, you just sort of Mm -hmm. lost yourself in the movement. What does it feel like in that moment for you? Like when you just feel, when you feel like you're in the flow?
1: I feel like I'm a different word.
0: Mm. Even though, I mean, it doesn't
1: mean that I cannot hear or see. I'm aware that I'm in my room or studio. There are people, but I feel like I'm in a different world. I feel connected with myself. And I feel the energy through my body. And just like space, we did like space around me. And I feel connected with the music. Yeah.
0: Sounds amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's so hard for me to explain. Yeah. Because... There are not other activities that I feel this way. I mean, that's why I chose dance. Um, yeah, but I feel like it's a different like, language for me to express myself, yeah. yeah. It's one of the things
0: that I've always admired about dancers because I, I'm a writer and I mm-hmm. was a musician for a performing musician for many years. And there's really beautiful things about those forms of expressions. But I, I do feel like dancers, it's like your whole entire body in a way that it's not, it's not quite the same when you're writing and in writing it's like, your mind gets it a state of flow, but it's not
1: that full body expression. And
0: so yeah, it's just oh, one of the things I like Wait, but
1: I'm curious, how does it feel when you write and then after you finish writing and like- like when do you know when to finish if you are in that Mm
0: -hmm. zone Mm. yeah you know it's funny it's um it depends it can it can look like a couple of different things I have found my own personal experience so if if I'm writing and I am in sort of the state of flow that we talked about I think that often when to stop it feels for me it feels sort of natural because Like, I often feel like I'm channeling a story, not like I'm making it up, but that I'm just sort of channeling a story that already exists somewhere out in the ether, which is kind of a funny thing to say, but that's just, that's my experience. And so, you know, when, like, when I get it all down on the page and everything that I'm seeing and feeling is, is on the page, then it's sort of a natural place to stop. But there are other times where, like, I have, I have a writing practice where i have certain times on certain days where i just always sit down and write and that's just what i do whether i feel like it or not and so there are definitely times where i don't feel like it at all and i write a lot of stuff that i'm like "Mm, i don't know if that's going to be any good or if i'm going to get rid of it but it's still i think there's value in the process and forcing yeah. myself to sit down and write even when i don't feel like it and um you know and then later you come back to it and and you mm. decide if you want to keep it or if you want to you know change okay. it or something
1: well interesting because i do the same thing like when i feel like i don't want to dance i still try to dance or force mm-hmm. myself to train mm-hmm. and yeah it, i think it helps. Yeah. It's not like every single moment is is
0: perfect or great or anything, but right. There's something about that habit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like discipline.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and and that actually would lead me easily to another question, which is like what sort of habits or disciplines have you created for yourself over the years? to to help you so i mean you mentioned that you do that you will also like you'll force yourself to dance on some days even when you don't feel like it are there other things that you've learned to do other disciplines that you've created for yourself that sort of help you continue to hone your craft even on the days where you're like eh, i don't really feel it today
1: oh mm. uh, i think having people around you like people who I feel separate and also push me on also people who want to grow in their dance. It's been really helpful for me to have because I have a few friends that live around my area and we have a group chat where we said, a weekly session where we just dance together or train together weekly or whenever we can. And if if I feel like I don't want to dance, like one person in the group, like, hey, do you want a session tomorrow? And I'm like, okay, I should go because I know I'm not going to dance by myself tomorrow. So that really helps. And after we dance together, it's great because they give me feedback and then I also find the things that I can work on more. Yeah, that's been really helpful for me. And another one was having fun besides dance. Mm-hmm. It's been helpful, like mm-hmm. finding other activities or also other habit, um, hobbies that I can enjoy besides dance because I sometimes spend a lot of time about my dance. Sometimes I overthink. Sometimes I doubt myself. And it's mostly from me spending too much time, take it too serious about my dance to judgmental. So I go to meditation class and I work out, um, I run, and I have other friends group who are not dancers, but also like other artists. Um, and talking with them and hearing their experiences is been also very helpful for me to have different perspectives.
0: Yeah. I, I appreciate how much you've talked about sort of these groups of friends that mm-hmm. you've you've created in, in your life. Because those those groups are so important. And you, and you mentioned words like a group where you feel safe, groups yeah. where you feel supported, groups where you feel challenged, where they also want yeah. to continue to grow. It used to have this sort of concept of accountability as being like people who are like, okay, this is what you have to become, right? So I'm going to push you to become that. But over time, my my understanding of that idea of accountability has changed and that now I understand it as accountability is a place where you've said, like, this is who I want to be. This is the way mm-hmm. that I want to challenge myself. This is how I want to grow. And other people say, okay, we're going to support you and push you towards what you have said you want to be. Not oh, what we yeah. think you should be, but what you have said you want to be. Yeah. And so when you talk about this place, you know, these groups of people who are safe and supporting and challenging because they want to grow and they're also supporting you, like it just it reminds me of that. And I think when you can find that and sort of curate or build those groups of people in your life, it's just it's worth its weight in gold.
1: Yeah, like I actually used to be very isolated. Like I used to isolate myself from other people because I experienced some friend group or community that I didn't feel separate where they make comments about my dance, but not like necessarily, Mm -hmm. like just being judgmental. So Mm -hmm. I was very avoidant just going to big group or meeting people, meeting new people. So I used to isolate myself and just like dance by myself or don't really make friends in the community. But I met amazing friend group in the dance community. And that's when I started to realize that it actually feels really good to connect with good people. And then when I feel good, I feel good with my dance. I want to keep pushing myself. It inspires me to be a good person and I also want to support other people.
0: The good connections, the good friends, we just we all help each other level up and we all help each other become better. Yeah. So, where do you go for inspiration? Like if you're um it, whether whether it's like a kind of day where you're just like, "Oh, I'm just not really feeling inspired. I'm not really like in the mood to go dance." Or even days where you're like, "Oh, I feel really good, but I just need like I need, I need to be inspired with some new ideas, whether it's like a new dance move or just just anything. Like, where where yeah. do you go for inspiration?
1: I usually go to live music concerts, either it's big or small, like even street performance. I or like small venue because most of the time that I don't feel inspired is when I doubt myself, mm. um, just like about my deaths and. So like who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about dance techniques or like certain dance stories or music. It's mostly me being stuck in my own like negative self-talk. But when I go to live music concerts, I see the musicians perform and I can see them singing. But also they are really in the zone. They express themselves through music. So when I see those, I feel really inspired that well, I don't need to like think too much. I can just have fun. Everyone has their own ways to express. So that helps me to ground, like to come back to me and remind myself: uh, it is okay to make mistakes, um, just be yourself. Everything is the experiences that helps me to grow.
0: Yeah. There is something magical about live performances, whether mm. it's music, whether it's dance, really kind of anything, because I, I think it goes to what you you talked about in the fact that it's, there's always a possibility that someone could make a mistake, right? And yet they've still chosen to step out on that stage and yeah. just chosen to go for it. And there's something yeah. very inspiring about that, whether the concert ends up being amazing or, you know, even whether you end up hearing some mistakes still. Yeah. Yeah. There's like they've been so courageous in being willing to do that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, for the stories, if I feel like I don't have stories I want to tell, then sometimes I look at my journals. Mm. Because for me, art is just personal. Art is made by ordinary people. And artists, I feel like sometimes I think a lot about like being artistic, being creative, and it makes me hard to bring my own story. But actually, all the artists... I see they express their own stories, personal stories through art or like stories other without like from other people. So I try to look at my journal or just like things that I write down, just ideas, what I want to represent with my art. So I look back, I read read those and I pick things that, oh, this is interesting. Maybe I can use it as the concept or theme for my performances.
0: I love that. What does your journaling practice look like? Mm, I
1: have two journals. I have one journal where I write down all the things like my experiences. Oh, like I went to this sense event, or I met this person, or oh, I watched a movie. Well, I don't really write those, but like if I feel certain ways, I usually write down. Like I don't journal every day. But even when I feel insecure or like have a doubt, I write down those and i write down specific things like more details of why i felt that way my experiences of who i met today and the other journal um it's not really journal but i have other notes that i write down like ideas that i want to express in the future but like if i see flowers like <laughs> then i like write down oh like this is a really beautiful flower this like Oh, like pink colored, blah, blah. And then I write down just the words, now like whole ideas. I write down all the words and then I just leave it there. And then sometimes it just pops up, oh, like I want to make a piece. And then I look at those lists and then I develop the ideas. And also the other journal, it helps me to process more thoughts. So if I have specific stories, I use it too. Yeah. I think it's so
0: like wide. Yeah. yeah. No, but, but I, I think that's really interesting personally. And I, I think yeah. it's cool because people, people use journals for all different things. So it's, yeah. it's not like there's a right or a wrong way to do it, which is why I asked, because yeah. I was curious what yours looks like. But I think it's a really intriguing that you, you have one journal that's it's like, it's like your personal, like, you're just working through kind of the things that yeah. happen, if I'm understanding you correctly. But then you have this other journal that's like ideas, it's like an ideas journal, or even maybe like, um, like a place where you capture moments of beauty that you don't want to forget.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, I remember how I created the piece that I performed at the Apollo Theater. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The process of making that piece is pretty similar, like from what I shared. So, that piece, I wanted to share my Asian identity and also the music I brought. I used the Asian traditional music, instrumental music, and I had this note where I just wrote down everything about, oh, I want to express more about my. Asianess, or I want to use this music. Where I want to use Asian music. Uh, so after when I when I prepared the amateur night at the pool theater, I looked at all the notes actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I picked things that I really liked, and then I put it together.
0: So your journals were helpful in that they kind of helped you actually choreograph that piece.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What made you want to move to the United States? Uh, When I moved to New York, I didn't really plan to stay here for six years.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah,
1: so I was in Korea, and then I felt like I was not growing in dance. So when I was in Korea, I could see my future clearly, like, not in a positive way. Like, I could see myself settle, teaching classes, performing like those are only two things on my mind. Okay, I'll be teaching uh, and then I'll be performing. But there was, there was not other path that I couldn't think about. Um, I'm sure there are, but just I felt stuck in my dance career. Mm-hmm. And I was scared to do the same thing over 10 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I just wanted to experience other world and culture. So I came to New York and I planned to stay here for one year to see how it is and then go back to Korea. But after six months of living here, I really liked it. Just like it was a whole different culture. Like even though I came here for dance, but I really liked the culture that I could see different people with different backgrounds, different countries. Yeah. So that's why I've been here for six years. And and so what other what other
0: forms of expression has your dance taken? Um like I know you've done you've done corporate like I don't know if they're commercials, but you've done some corporate gigs, right? Oh, you mean like commercial work? Commercial work, yes. Oh okay, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've done commercial work. I performed, I battled. Yeah.
0: That's cool. So so you you feel like you you have had like you have been able to then continue to grow as a
1: dancer. Oh, a okay. That most... was a question. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, definitely I've been growing the way I never expected. When I was in Korea, well there are so many things that I didn't even know I was going to do, like especially dance performances that I performed at the theater with my dance company and the commercial works. I worked for music video and like dance films and commercial campaign works. And also there are agencies that I work with. And in Korea, I think they do have agencies for dancers. But when I moved to New York, I didn't really see any of those. But now they are like growing. But... Yeah, I think in New York, I could see a lot of different opportunities.
0: All right, I have one really just very silly question to ask you, but I'm yeah. going to ask it. If there was one dance move that someone who doesn't know anything about dance should learn, like something that they could really learn and then it would just wow their friends if they got on the dance floor. What's what's a move that you would recommend?
1: It's actually really hard for me to okay. say, but Okay, I cannot give a specific movement, about groove, like grooving to the music. Okay. Um, I mean, everyone has their own grooves. So that's something I can share because you can go to the club or party and just grooving on the music. It's, I mean, it's not going to impress other people, but at least you can have fun. And also, if you see any person in the room that you think, oh, they are doing this cool movement. I think you can ask them, <laughs> or like, or just like do, like try to do what they are doing, or like, yeah, like approach them and then actually ask because everyone in the room, they are having fun, they are sharing what they love, so I think they will teach you. What what is as as someone who is
0: not a dancer at all, um, <laughs> what is yeah. the thing, one of the things that I have learned over time is is to embrace dancing. Badly, which might sound awful to someone like you, but I think you you would probably maybe even agree with me. I don't know in the fact that yeah. like if you're just not a dancer, like just go for it, right? Like find like you said, find a move that somebody else is doing that you like, and like just attempt it. And yeah. if it goes horribly, it's okay. Just own it and do it horribly, and just yeah, yeah. that's what well, dancing yeah, about, right? Fault.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. This actually. When I go to club, I sometimes feel like I have to have more fun because sometimes I'm like overthinking. This is my career and what, how should I dance at the club or parties? But like, we yeah, are supposed to have fun. Yeah, it's good not. To, we we, we
0: got to work hard sometimes on not and uh, not forgetting that it's about having fun at the end. Yeah, of the day. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Hayes, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing your story. And if our um, if our listeners wanted to see some of your work or if they wanted to get in contact with you, how how would they do that? Is there a website they can go to or how would they get in touch with you?
1: Um, I'm on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is Hayes Young, H-A-Z-E-Y-E-O-N or I have a website, which is www.hazekim.com.
0: And we'll we'll put those, I'll put a link for both of those in the show notes as well. So people can okay. find so you that way. All right. Well, thank you again so much, Hayes. And good luck as you continue to build your career. Uh, what I have seen of your work is absolutely amazing. And you've, ta- you've talked a number of times about how like you're very f- serious about your work, but you like to have fun. And I, I feel like both of those things come through in all of your routines because they're, incredible to watch, but you can also just tell that there's a certain level of joy there. And I think that's what makes them just so incredible to watch. It's what makes you so incredible to watch. So thank you again and uh, and good luck on your career.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I had a great time sharing today. Yeah. Thank you.